Welcome back to the show. This week, I continue my conversation with Sam. We talked about authenticity and creativity, nudist colonies, and the movie making process. It was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed too. Here it is. Digging in the crates for something. Hello and welcome to another episode of Miscellaneous Important Stuff. I'm Jay Sheldon and I hope you've had a good week. I hope this week's going to be great for you. It is Christmas week. Uh, I know that's a little bit different this week. That has a different meaning because who knows if you're actually going to see family or friends or anybody. But, you know, I'm sure you're going to do your best. We're going to get through 2021. That's going to be our year. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. I that's not actually true, but you know, if you say it enough times, sometimes it works. So I'll just, I'm going to keep doing that. I do it in private. I do it here publicly. I do it out on the streets and I think I'm making progress with things, but we'll see. We'll see when 2021 comes around. But for this week's episode, since that's why you're here, I think it's pretty straightforward. I'm just going to have the conversation with Sam, the another piece from it. I don't have any other segments today. I meant to. I'm sorry that I don't. Um, there's no special Christmas related content, but I'm sure you have plenty of that. I'm sure there's plenty of that to go around. You can go to other shows for that. Maybe you'll have some New Year's Eve content. We'll see. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. So, like I said in the intro, um, the conversation today or the piece from that conversation that I had with Sam a couple weeks ago is about the movie making process, or at least some of it. You get to learn some about it if you don't know anything about it. Um, and we talked about nudist colonies, which is kind of random. And we also talked about uh, just authenticity and creativity and how, you know, a lot of times with creativity, we're just following what other people are doing and how some people are able to stay more authentic, which I think is great. So, Anyway, there's a quick overview. Um, that should do it. I, you know, I don't want to give too much away. Really, I shouldn't be saying as much as I'm saying because you want to listen to the interviews. I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop talking and uh, uh, um, play the interview. The the effort matters because so much of what's online today comes from people seeing what other people are doing and mm -hmm. they're like jumping on that bandwagon. You know, the, and oh, then you yeah. just get like, you just get, it's oversaturated with different types of creativity or it's not even, it's not even unique anymore mm -hmm. where, you know, Casey Neistat kind of reinvented the vlog, but then everyone just copied the thing yeah. he was doing. Well, and have you seen what he does now? His stuff is more like, I think someone commented, it's more now the day in the life of Casey Neistat as a dad. And yeah, it really I, is because he's I, like calmed down a little calm, bit. And I love it though so much. Like I watch those videos. I'm not a dad. I have no kids. But I watch those videos and I'm like, man, I feel good. Yeah. Thank you, Casey, for a very enjoyable experience. I I like somebody who will change as their life changes. I mean, yeah. we were talking about Progress. Howard Howard Stern earlier. Mm -hmm. His show from 
the 80s till now it's very different mm -hmm. he's in his 60s now he's a different mm -hmm. person oh, yeah. than he was when he was in his 20s and 30s just like this maniac mm -hmm. and he talks about it and like to me that's the most interesting part is seeing how somebody's life has changed and how they've grown and gotten better or mm -hmm. worse mm -hmm. and and we get to learn about that no oh, yeah and i think i think yeah i agree that's super fascinating in my opinion of somebody openly progressing yeah openly changing i think Rush is a great band that openly progressed and changed. I think I like Emerson, like and Palmer, and they were the same way. It's just like people that have this lifestyle of I change. I'm okay with changing and opening about that, you know. Instead of just pretending like I'm you're the same, same person you were when you were yeah. twenty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't handle that. I can't handle seeing guys like dude you're not 20 man yeah it's like grow up you're in your yeah. 50s now man take off those pants yeah <laughs> not right now when yeah, you get wait, home wait to get home when you get home and sometimes it's yeah take it off right now i'd rather see your boxer ridden legs than those painted on jeans yeah and it's like i don't know but I'll, at the same time let people do what they want to do sure i just i just hate yeah, when it's like it's forced and it's not even necessarily what they want to do it's just they yeah. they feel a pressure to do yeah, that true. yeah I, I would hate i'm like oh, you don't have to do this I'm, yeah i don't want to see this go back to the pant guy i don't want to see your tight <laughs> legs like you can wear the baggy pants you could wear overalls for all i care man yeah do what you want man you could wear short shorts live your life exactly live your life i like wearing short shorts my girlfriend doesn't like that i wear them well most of the time she doesn't like it. But she, live your life. Exactly. I'm like, I'm going to wear these short shorts. She can live her life. Getting this British you know? Speedo today. <laughs> and then You want to go to a nudist colony? Go to a nudist colony. I've thought about that. But Do it. Now that I'm in a relationship. I Do it together. Think, yeah. You want to go to a nudist colony? She'd probably look at me and be like, I'll drop you off and I'll pick you up on Sunday. If you're in a nudist colony, is it just that you, you can go nude or it's like required at a certain point? I think it's you can go nude. I don't think it's... I, I think Vice did a video on it recently. It's something I know nothing about, but I'm very fascinated about to learn. Yeah. And that just appears there's naked people. No, it's, it's just like, why would you... I guess yeah. like I can understand the freedom of it. Yeah, I can understand the freedom. And it's like this... Ah, it's comfortable. And yeah. it's like no boundaries. And just, you know, get up and do my thing. But then at the same time, it's like, huh. Well, are yeah. you naked every time or just certain times? And... And because you know, if you're naked in the wrong place, it's like uh, that. Well, that's that's a legal issue, is it not? Yeah, I think it is. I think the colony, though, breeds a sense of you can do it anywhere. Yeah. On their property. Yes, property. Yeah, yeah. I would not walk off. I would be very, very un I'd feel unsafe in the sense of I don't want to get hurt. You can't go into like a 7-Eleven just naked. No, I mean you can, but you good, can. good luck. I don't think they'd sell you those bag of Doritos. No, no, no shirt, no shoes, no pants, no underwear, no service. That's what that's yeah, the yeah. saying, isn't it? True. Yeah, you could just wear the shoes and shirt. That's true. True, but that I, could be a fun. I video. was I was at on Q recently, and a guy didn't have any shoes, and they made him go put shoes on, and he got pissed. And I was like, dude, there's a sign. I I think if I was working at on Q though, I would not. I would see that and just yeah. go, whatever. Yeah. I'd be like, why would you do that? I'm pretty sure these floors are super dirty. Yeah. I, I would definitely judge the person. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I'd feel bad that I would judge them, but I'd be like, I hope you don't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I'm just looking out for you, buddy. Yeah. It's like, these are gross floors. Yeah. Be careful. But yeah. Uh, well, do you, do you consider yourself a 
creative. And when I say that, uh, I mean just like someone who wants to create things in life, nothing specific, but yeah. it's like there's a pursuit to create. Yes, I, I would say that about myself. Yes. Did do you, have you always felt that way? No, I didn't. I didn't start feeling that way till I was at a high school. Interesting. As I was at a high school, and then that's when I was like, "Huh, oh, this is a." But like even then, I didn't know it was create. I I was just like different avenues, and slowly now I've started to realize it's like creating various forms. Do you look back though, at yourself as a kid, a young kid, and think that you had that in you then, but you just didn't no. do anything with it? Because I've had this conversation with other people too about whether or not. People are born with some sort of creative brain or if we learn to be that way or if we Uh develop into that or if it's a mixture of both. I think for me, it was developed. uh, I think it was just developed and I gradually developed the, the knowledge to know that was what I wanted, I think. Yeah. It's like, I think, yeah, I think it's like developed. I think in that sense, because I think a lot of people grow up and say that I know what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it from an early age. Yeah. But I think it's because in that early age, they experienced something that was very quintessential to their life. And in hindsight, they can look back on it and be like, yeah, you know, in the moment they would not have known it. Like Steven Spielberg is like, I'm going to be a filmmaker. And it's like, maybe because his family showed him a lot of movies. His, you know, and I'm not saying I know. I did watch the documentary about him, but I, I'm i not going to say that I remember every single thing because I watched it once. But, he, you know, it could be as a kid, your parents tell you stories. Or you have that uncle that's really cool that likes movies so you always want to go to his house and so you're always thinking about movies about his house and you're like, oh, I like movies I want to be a movie, filmmaker or you know and that's just with creative stuff or something along those lines but like a lawyer my dad's a lawyer I'm going to be a lawyer and you know which that's probably a little rushed in the way I said that but I think everyone has that experience as a child that really focuses them I watched a lot of action movies when I was a kid. That's you think I, action movies what got you into uh, probably film? Dude, I love Con Air. I just watched that on <laughs> Con Hulu. Air is I watched a that classic. on Hulu the other day. I doubt it movies. holds up though. Uh, there's like visual effects that maybe not hold up, but some of the action I loved. I like, um, uh, who who was it? I like a lot, I like a lot of characters, but I really love how there's like random times where like. You know, just John Malkovich will have these lamentations about life. They're like almost mini monologues. Yeah. And the way that he says stuff, it's like, wow, you could have easily said this a lot quicker, but it's more interesting to hear him say it in these long ways. I could listen to him talk all day. I don't care what it's about. Or Steve Buscemi when he talks about the Leonard Skinner thing. Yes. He's like, like, define irony. I love that. And so like that, I love that movie. That movie, actually, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, The Rock, all of Nicolas Cage movies, actually, ironically. but Fifth Element? Fifth Element's classic. Bruce Willis. Leon the Professional. Very good. Very good. I liked... Uh, what else? Like A lot of a lot of just straight action. I like Tombstone, Silverado. Um, those were really good action. Like My dad was a big cowboy guy, so Western stuff was fascinating. Cool. But 
movies like those were pretty pretty bad a eh? james bond i watched a lot as a kid cool I was like oh yeah all right so now now that you're an adult and you're working on movie sets yeah does it does it ruin the whole magic of movies for you uh probably probably deep down it ruins it a little bit where it's like oh so that's how it's, that's done. How it's done oh and it's like I remember I worked on a movie with this lady and I asked her because she was from LA and so she did a lot of stuff and I was like like have you worked on any cool movies and she goes no I won't or like movies I directors I'd like no I won't do it and I was like well, why not and she goes because I don't want to watch the movie and have to be reminded of the crappy couch that it took me three hours to go get every time I see that scene in the movie and I was like so she oh. just wants to be able to enjoy the movie from yeah. her, the director she likes. Yeah, yeah. And she doesn't want to have to like think about all the difficulties that went into it. And I was like, that makes some sense. It makes sense. But I think if I got asked by someone I really respected yeah, to to work on their movie, I'd be like, mm -hmm. I, I, I have to say yes. Yeah, just to see it. I think there's like a sense of having to see it. But at the same time, though, what if you see it and you don't like it and they ask you again? Um, If if. If I saw the movie and didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You didn't like the experience of being with them. I think I could probably tell that to them without hurting their feelings. Yeah. Right? I think. Because you could say, listen, it's the process got yeah. to something great, but I didn't enjoy the process. Yeah. I wish you the best. Yeah. I, get that. I agree with that. I think. And the thing is, though, it's like. So what are your top three favorite like filmmakers? Oh, man. That's a tough one. It doesn't have to be the top three. It could be just three of filmmakers you like. Um, Darren Aronofsky, Quentin Tarantino, Steven Spielberg. Okay, so Tarantino comes up and you, you work on his movie. And I'm not saying you, it doesn't have to be personally. But then you see him and you're like, all right, that was pretty awesome. Or that was great. Or that had hard moments. It is a mixture of everything. It's like a fusion of all these different aspects if i hated that i loved it the next day i hated it again i loved loved hate love love hate and you go through the whole production that way and you got off the movie and you're like wow i did that just because i wanted to experience a filmmaker i liked then but you didn't have a good time darren aronofsky comes in and goes hey i want you on this next movie and you go okay i'll do it you know it's different than tarantino i'll go do it and it's this, and it's, let's say there's more good days than there are bad days on this one. Okay. Then you go to Spielberg, as he asked you. And on that one, there's more bad days than there are good days. And then you get to the end, you've done the three things and you realize, hmm, okay, I did those because I wanted to work with those guys and I liked them, but every movie's going to have a good day and a bad day. And I'm doing it just to work with someone I like. And I've now worked with someone I liked. And there's a million people I like. So I'm always going to be saying yes to these people because I constantly want to work with someone I like. And it's maybe not something I necessarily enjoy or not. I'm just doing it for the experience. But then you get after that, it's like, you know, you're a lot older and your know, time's passed by. And you're like, did I want to do this? Or was I doing it just because I wanted to experience these people I liked? And you get to the point maybe of a lot of these people are very similar. So it's not like, if I would have worked just on Tarantino's, it would have been pretty much the same experience as if I worked with Darren Aronofsky or Steven Spielberg because all I did was I didn't really talk and hang out with them. All I did was see him and yeah. watch him work. It's just another yeah. 
movie. Yeah, it's just another movie. I could have watched the special features and got to see what I wanted to see um, being on the movie. But I, it, I think if you start going through those experiences, though, and you're overall, you're not having a lot of fun, then it's a good mm -hmm. time to question whether or not you actually like what you're doing, too. Yeah, questions your priorities. Yeah. And I, st I still stand firm of like, I think everyone should work on a movie because you get to see how much work it is, especially someone that likes to criticize movies. I think should definitely oh yes someone that has very big opinions on movies i think should definitely work, work on a movie and work on yeah. a bad movie Be just appreciate yeah what it yeah. takes to make a bad yeah. movie like is insane oh yeah and it's like to watch sharknado it's like oh gosh but it's like i'm not going to criticize that because i know even how bad people say it is i know the i i somewhat have an understanding of the work that went into it Yes, the, the yeah. effort is, uh, it's hard to explain. I could never, I could never try to talk bad about a movie openly or to someone I don't trust because it's like, I understand the, the, the work. I understand the, so many moving parts. I think before I worked on a movie, I didn't understand movies. And then working on a movie, you understand that there's so many moving parts, so many people that it's it's crazy and it and what i don't like is when a movie is bad that it's blamed on the director or blamed on a specific person when it's you can't you can't really blame it there's a lot of reasons movies yeah. go wrong yeah there's a lot of reasons and it's reasons sometimes uncontrolled yeah or because a director can't go to a set dresser or craft epa and be like crafty pa i don't know how they would ruin a movie unless they like knocked over the coffee onto like hey coffee's the important <laughs> the dit's station but like you're not gonna go to you're not gonna find these guys that are screwing around or not working as hard because there's so many people on a movie set and there's no way the director's gonna be able to hone in on who's screwing around to screw something up and there's no way to know i think i I'd feel fine criticizing certain movies when I know that the intention was never to make a great movie to begin with. True. Yeah. There is. They didn't idea. care. It was yeah. just like, we're yeah. making a movie. Mm -hmm. The people on the movie, they're just trying to get paid. Yeah. Nobody well, cares. Movies definitely do trickle down when it comes to leadership. So the tone is set by the producer and the director and the first AD very much. There's a tone, tonal quality of work that is, trickles down and honestly if if the director is really mean or is very lazy or is very unforgiving those are kind of three different ways they could be it'll definitely affect the work even down to the set gesture that's not on set working on another set for tomorrow you know it's like so many people have culminated into this group and there's no way the director who's I think just the face print of all the almost all movies is gonna know everyone's name sure gonna know what everyone does and gonna know this this or that and I think that's what sucks but that also is what's frustrating when it's like oh the director made this great movie when it, yes the director is very important and the director is 75% because they pick who they hire in a sense they well, they should they should definitely know who they're hiring when it comes to like the production designers and 
all of like the gaffers, the oh no, no, the DPs and like hire, you know, they, they hire them. So then they hire quality people beneath them. Yeah. And they're, so they're setting up their team. Yeah. And so like if they, if they have a quality about them that is not focused or doesn't care, like if a director doesn't know my name, cool. But if he doesn't know my name and doesn't want to seem to even learn it in the moment when he's asking me something that's going to affect how I see him and how much work I'm going to put in, whether I control that or not. And, you know, yeah. and, and a professional person would suck that up and be like, Hey, that's how it is. Especially if someone that's worked on a lot of movies, because they've probably experienced that a lot. And it's going to be like, okay. No, but it matters. Yeah, I mean, it I, does. I, uh, I know that I will go above and beyond for people when I know they care. Oh Yeah. But if I know that it's not that important to them, I'll still do my job and I'm gonna yeah. like do a good job. I'm but I'm not, not gonna like not kill myself to make it when I amazing. Van, when I van drove that movie, that first AD called me Van Driver. Oh, that must was, have been wonderful to he hear. He was so mean. He was like, "Hey, Van Driver," talked to me super condescending. It was just really rude, and I was like, and in my mind is like, I don't know why he said that or what made him want to speak that way to me did i do you were anything? like do you know who i am yeah do you know who i am i'm van driver number one thank you very much <laughs> actually number three number four is my favorite number i'd be preferred to call me van driver number 67 but like the way that people treat you and the thing is movies are stressful yeah even if they go right they're stressful it's so stressful like uh, i i like adam savage's channel a lot his tested channel and he talks about movies where they're stressful but People that work on movies like that. And so it's people enjoy the stress that work on movies. One thing I learned also about movies though is there's there's this universal idea that movies hire artsy people, very artistic, creative people. And I think that is wrong. Really? You really think that's wrong? I think that not everyone is artsy. I think a lot of those people they hire are blue collar workers. Oh, people well, yeah. That, people, it like, depends on the position though. True, it does You're talking like, uh, you know, you get like a, a grip. I think it like you don't necessarily need to be artistic at all to be a grip, but you can no. be like an incredible like crafts person. Yes. And, and the crafts definitely, there has to be a sense of artisticness, but I think this may just be my fault of going into it thinking, oh, this person is this person is artsy. They, be yeah. they they believe in flowers and butterflies and they they wear baggy pants and sit in the middle of fields. And you go there and it's like, nah, man, I got boots on. I got some durable Carhartt clothes and I am doing work. Yeah, a, work. Lot of, a lot of jobs in movies are just labor jobs. It's labor jobs. Like when I worked as a set dresser, they called me a, uh, what was it, a... Um, I was pretty much just a uh, glorified furniture mover. And that was very true. I moved furniture a lot and I put stuff in boxes and unboxed stuff, took pictures to remember where stuff went. I I didn't have to build anything, but sometimes I helped build stuff or break stuff down to be built. And you, you, you do those jobs. Like I was like, wow, I have to... I, I spent a whole day sanding one time, a whole 10 hours sanding. I, I break for breaks and lunch and I was like, I cannot, like my hand, my gloves were destroyed. And I was like, I didn't know I was going to, have to do this. And I think 
if you grab someone off the street and she's like random street and you're like, Hey, you're going to work on a movie. They're like, sweet. It's like, all right, here's a sander and I'm going to need you to go sand this bench and then I'm going to have you paint it. And then no, nah, no, nah, wait, never mind. Don't paint it. All right. Remove the paint really quick. Lacquer it. No, let's not do that. We're just going to keep it unpainted and wait. And then you come back next like two weeks and you haven't touched that bench again. You're now working on something else. It's like, that's an accurate sense of how a movie is where it's, it's, I think a lot so of the, crazy. The, the key positions are probably the creative ones, a lot of them. Yeah. But then anyone working under those people, you, mm-hmm. you kind of like uh, you you do what you're told yeah. to do, right? But the key positions also need to have an understanding of that labor because they need to understand what they're doing. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I worked when I I've, I've worked on movies where it's like the leader didn't have the leader would work you and then people would get mad because it felt like they weren't being respected because of the work they were doing. And if you take the people under you for granted, that will definitely, that will vastly affect the work that's done because that's probably true for like any career field too. You got to appreciate the people that are technically under you. You, you you can't treat them like they're, because you have to know you came from that and that's where you worked and you have to understand the work that they're doing and you can't get so far removed from that to where you order something to be done and then these people are literally breaking their backs to get it done and they're like, all right, this is great. All right, next thing. And it's like, I need you to And then they get the credit me. for it. Yeah. Oh, and they get the credit for it. And it's like, excuse me? Like, I, I'd have to do stuff that I was, you know, livid. And I think what is more livid is like when someone gives you, I call it deconstructive advice where it's like, hey, you could do this better. And it's like, how? Oh, you walked away? Oh, okay. I guess I'll figure it out myself. Okay, you thanks. You just should have been better, okay? Yeah. I don't need yeah. to tell you why. Exactly. It's like, oh, really? Oh, why should I be doing better? Well, what can I do better? Oh, you're not going to tell me? Oh. All right. That is it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Sam, or at least that piece from it. I may have more with Sam next week. I also hope to have some sort of like, I don't know, New Year's wrap-up kind of thing maybe a new segment i don't know we'll see we'll see like i said in the beginning don't hold me to it but i will have another episode before the end of the year you can definitely hold me to that it'll be next week so anyway until then if you like this episode please let me know if you hated this episode please let me know and if you have any ideas for future episodes please let me know thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week